0: Hello and welcome to Unbossed. I'm your host Nina Turner and in the co-host chair today is none other than Jackson White, Rebel HQ contributor. Action Jackson, how are you doing today?
1: Well, like I expressed to you not too long ago, I'm particularly well today. You know what I'm saying? Because life is like this, and sometimes you just got to appreciate when it's going really well. And then when it's not going as well, you got to figure some stuff out. You got to appreciate what really matters, and then you keep on riding the roller coaster. So I'm ready to just keep on moving forward and bring about the positivity that we all need.
0: I'm so glad to hear that. I love the term particularly well. I'm gonna have to <laughs> adopt that one of these oh, yeah. days.
1: I'm gonna okay. keep that's, that's my that's like now my new phrase for when I'm feeling really good because I don't really think I've ever
0: said that Particularly well. I I feel yeah. that I'm gonna have to borrow that. So right. Action Jackson and myself, we are going to be talking about the happenings that CNN and Fox News Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson are both out with those two mainstream media outlets. And the happened is on Southwest Airlines. This time, y'all, I can't even blame Southwest Airlines, but it is Southwest Airlines. And at the bottom of the show, we'll talk about how a mother was able to pay for her daughter's cancer treatments with a lotto win. Now, although that is good news, sisters and brothers and family friends, it should not be that way. Somebody should not have to pay win the lotto to be able to afford to pay for their loved ones cancer treatments, but here, in fact, we are. So we're going to open up today's show talking about what is swirling around everywhere, and that is Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson. Now, Tucker had a prediction on Friday that didn't come true. Watch this.
1: What a great way to end the week.
0: Yeah. Truly, that was a great segment, and
1: I'm just grateful that you came on, and I'm especially grateful for the pie. Thank you for having me, appreciate it. Employee of the week, we're going to just making it of the year, Tyler Morrell. Of Coco's Pizza. That's it for us for the week. We'll be back. By the way, the entire episode of Let Them Eat Bugs, not quite as good as pizza. Streaming now on Fox station, <laughs> use the promo code originals for 30 days free. And we'll be back on Monday. In the meantime, have the best weekend with the ones that you love and we'll see you then.
0: Yeah, that did not come true. Turns out we won't be seeing Tucker this week because today Fox is saying goodbye to Carlson. This headline right here, Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson part ways. Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways. We thank him for his service to the network as a host and prior to that as a contributor, Mr. Carlson, Carson's last program was Friday, April 21st. Fox News tonight will air live at 8 p.m. ET, starting this evening as an interim show, hammed by rotating Fox News personalities until a new host is named. Now, this all comes on the heels of Fox agreement to pay Dominion Voting Systems 787.5 million in a defamation lawsuit. It's a surprise given that Tucker was one of the most effective at spreading the network's propaganda. Carson became Fox's most popular and I mean most popular personality after replacing Bill O'Reilly in Fox Primetime lineup in 2016. He's also constantly drawn headlines for controversial coverage, including most recently airing tapes from the January 6th Capitol Insurrection to minimize the impact of the daily of the deadly attack. Now, this reporting is coming from the Associated Press. But this is not the only trouble that Carlson is facing. And a recent lawsuit has been cited as the main reason why he's out. Mr. Carlson is also facing a lawsuit from a former Fox News producer, Abby Grossberg, who claims that he presided over a misogynistic and discriminatory workplace culture, this reporting coming from the New York Times. And knowing Tucker Carlson, especially just really his TV persona is no surprise that somebody would say that it was a misogynistic and discriminatory workplace. Now reaction on Twitter was swift from politicians, pundits, and crazed fans of Tucker. Check out this tweet from Democratic Representative Seth Moulton of Massachusetts, crazy thought. But maybe it's time to face some consequences after blatantly lying to millions of Americans and actively eroding democracy for years. All right, maybe so. And the Republican Senator and Trump stooge, Ron Johnson, tweeted this at Tucker Carlson has been engaging in the best journalism on TV, uncovering and exposing the truth. This is a huge loss to Fox News. Now, Senator Johnson is right about one thing, the move has quickly hurt Fox from an economic standpoint. Fox share dipped noticeably after the news of Tucker Carlson's departure, it is now down more than 3%. Which, if it persists, would be one of the worst days of the year. Roughly speaking, the drop today is worth about some $600 million in lost market value. Now here's the deal, at the end of the day, this doesn't matter for Tucker. If anything, he'll get more unhinged, another network or do his own podcast. But the people who follow and admire Tucker Carlson, they are going wherever he goes, he will lose absolutely nothing. So cry no tears for this man. He is a mega, mega wealthy person. He and he's not the only one Jackson on Fox that spreads lies and half truths. So hopefully they're coming for some of them other folks as well. But the January 6th certainly was one of the worst, not the only thing, but one of the worst. Your thoughts Jackson.
1: Well, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, seven hundred eighty-seven million dollars is not a small amount of money, even for a behemoth like Fox News. We got to keep in mind, Fox News is not a, a multinational bank; it's a media company, and that is a lot of money. And two, Tucker Carlson just being really the face of Fox News you know, he had to have been a huge liability moving forward for them to have made this decision at all him being the most watched person on news in the entire country. So this wasn't an easy decision for them, but something that they had to make despite the fact that their shares went down and despite the fact that their viewership is gonna really take a dip. Because like you mentioned, whatever Tucker Carlson does, his audience will follow him there. Um, it's important to point out and you said this as well. Tucker Carlson could have never worked a day in his life if, if he wanted to do that. Like if he just decided to travel the world and just kind of do whatever he wanted and make investments and not be seen or heard at all, he could have done that. He could make a podcast, a YouTube channel, but it'll probably be easier for him to just get some fat contract at another network. <laughs> you know, But we'll see what happens. But like you said, he's really not gonna suffer personally from this at all. And um, but at the end of the day, uh, almost a billion dollar settlement is no small thing. So they gotta they gotta take action in some type of way to avoid it in the future.
0: Yeah, no small thing at all. And a lot of his self righteousness when he went against Colin Kaepernick. You know, we just saw. A little footage from that. I mean, he's really said some incendiary things over the course of his career. And he is again, as we're both discussing here, very popular on that network, cannot take that from him. And given his departure and what the numbers say about this being one of the worst market days for Fox News, it shows that he definitely has a fan base that is totally loyal to him. So Fox we'll see we'll keep watching this story because it's swirling around but again no tears need to be shed for Tucker Carlson he is he will be more than okay and probably make even millions more because of what Fox has done to him Now we're going to go over to CNN but you know this wasn't the only major shakeup the only major shakeup did not only stop at Fox News it traveled all the way to CNN at this afternoon it was reported that Don Lemon is officially out at CNN. I want to for disclosure, I was a a correspondent or a a political analyst at CNN at one time. I've been on many interviews with Don Lemon, both as somebody that worked for CNN and as somebody that was a guest not working for CNN. And I do have respect for Don Lemon, even if we don't always agree on every topic, that is not the prerequisite. But Don Lemon is out, and Lemon put up this tweet right here. Uh, Lots of emotion, but he made it plain. I was informed this morning by my agent that I have been terminated by CNN, I am stunned. After 17 years at CNN, I would have thought that someone in management would have had the decency to tell me directly, at no time was I ever given any indication that I would not be able to continue to do the work I have loved at the network. It is clear that there are some larger issues at play with that said. I want to thank my colleagues and the many teams I have worked with for an incredible run. They are the most talented journalists in the business and I wish them all the best. So that is coming from Don Lemon laying it all out about how he feels about what happened to him. And then CNN came in to refute some of what Don Lemon had to say in his tweet. And they tweeted this counter to Don Lemon's tweet. Don Lemon's statement about this morning's events is inaccurate. He was offered an opportunity to meet with management, but instead released a statement on Twitter. Now, this is a whole bunch of he say they said is happening right now between Don Lemon and CNN. I don't know which side is telling the truth, but there it is. We're showing what both had to say, both what Don Lemon had to say in his own words and CNN, the network in their own words. And then controversy did certainly follow Don Lemon this year as well. The news comes after Variety published a story earlier this month on allegations that he mistreated his female colleagues over the course of his career there. And earlier this year, he faced backlash over widely criticized comments. He made on air. The comments regarding Nikki Haley's age, in particular, were met with fierce criticism. I remember that as if it were yesterday. If what Don is saying is true, however, it is not the best look for CNN. They could have said to his face that he was not coming back. So, you know, Action Jackson, they both are saying. You know, Don is saying they had the decency to call me. CNN is saying oh no we tried to call him up but he wanted to release the tweet instead. I wonder if they called him up at the last minute. You know what I mean? I'm for sure his feelings were raging very high at that at the time.
1: Yeah, and I I think CNN given that it's an organization and not an individual person, it probably would have been more smooth if they didn't tweet that at all. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because again, it's you're not a person, you're you're a giant corporation. But um you know, as uh, as we pointed out, um, that Don Lemon did have some conduct issues. So perhaps that led into it. perhaps there were just internal problems that made it difficult for operations to go smoothly because you know, he certainly isn't being let go for like rocking the boat or you know, pushing some type of rhetoric that really offended people um, so large that it's like, all, you got to get out of here right now? You know what I'm saying? So. Um, this is definitely uh, different uh, than with Tucker's situation, where he just kind of like was an obvious sore that everybody could see. Um, whereas Don Lemon, this seems to be more of just like you know internal issues. And the reality is, in, in work environments, no matter whose fault it is or whatever, whatever um, if if the group is not working well together, then the company or the organization can't fulfill its duty. Um, So sometimes this is just a part of work life.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, and they both are at will employees. They both are wealthy men, they will be okay. And in the case of Don Lemon, those allegations, I hope that none of them are true. They are allegations, people can allege a lot of things. An investigation needs to take place to see whether or not they are true. But here we are today. So CNN, Don Lemon is out. Fox News, Tucker Carlson is out. We'll keep you posted on all of this. What a shakeup in mainstream media today, to say the least. Southwest, what in <laughs> the Southwest Airlines is happening? Take a look at this. We are in
2: a okay. tin can okay. with a baby okay. in a okay. echo chamber. It was a total meltdown when told to lower his voice. That baby the passenger shooting the video, Mark Grabowski, couldn't stifle a smile. I paid for a ticket too a comfortable flight.
0: You know what? Come on. Come on, Action Jackson. <laughs> hey, put him up. This fool right here is all I can say. Now, you know what? I make a lot of Southwest airline jokes because of how they lost, you know, what they did to the passengers having them waiting over the holidays. All crazy and antiquated system that they got. But this time, <laughs> this is not Southwest fault. I'm gonna tell you actually Jackson, when I watched this whole video, I was mortified that this grown a man is yeah. sitting up here having a temper <laughs> tantrum. Now, you know the world is all the way upside down when a grown a man is having a temper tantrum over a baby crying on the plane.
1: He in competition with the baby. He like, hey, the baby's pretty loud, so I'm gonna take it up here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he so he makes it louder in the 10 can. We're in a 10 can and like the, the volume is really loud, so let me just start screaming. You know what I mean? To make to prove my point. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously incredibly immature, um, embarrassing, and uh it's probably rather difficult to deal with him in real life. I would imagine. I mean, you know, because it's like we've all been on airplanes and sometimes you just gotta Go deep into yourself, find your zen, find your wu and just deal with it. You know what I'm saying?
0: Find your wu sa. Yeah, you <laughs> just know. Just deal with it, especially yeah. when it's a baby, man. I could see if it was, you know, somebody older, like maybe a teenager or something, you know, somebody over the age of like, you know, eight, nine, and up. Right, <laughs> right. Talking right. about a little little infant, this dude want to <laughs> get into a fight with a baby. It's something wrong with him. Yeah, like what's
1: that movie? I was it just popped in my head. There's like some movie with like all these thumb people. And they like in a movie theater and he telling like some crying baby to shut up. I can't I like the creator Jimmy Neutron made the movie, but it just yeah. it was like exactly like the scene. Maybe some of the viewers know what movie I'm talking about. But but yeah, that just popped in my mind. I wanted to blur yeah. it out before. If
0: you guys do in the comments, please let us know. Let's thumb movie. Access. The people with the, all the thumb people. <laughs> All the thumb people that thumb move, but it's it's ridiculous. So the man's response to the baby's cries was so outrageous, it went viral as we just showed. And note, the plane was flying over Florida, or was you know in Florida at the time of the outburst. And here's what happened: the plane bound for Fort Lauderdale was rerouted to Orlando after the incident due to weather. So they had a weather condition thing going on right there. And then Mark Gabowski. He's the passenger who recorded the video. Told local station Fox 35 the following: "It was a little bumpy and uncomfortable for everyone, and the child was upset. But we couldn't get up because of the weather, and we were strapped in our seats. So that, I'm sorry. Let me re- rephrase that. That comment right there, I believe, was coming from one of the the uh, the the, uh, the workers there, one of the flight attendants. So that's our fault on that. We'll get that changed up, Sachi, for the." Uh, for the video on demand. I believe that quote came from one of the, the flight attendants. All right, so the flight attendants were saying it was bumpy, it was uncomfortable, we couldn't get up, you know, we couldn't get up. And the baby is upset too. <laughs> and I can understand why the baby was upset. You got grownups upset. They probably was holding on for dear life, you know what I mean? They yeah, were upset. Yeah. And then this dude right here. <laughs> so then Grabowski says, just out of nowhere, this other passenger in the video basically said shut that baby up. <laughs> and it escalated from there, just went all, all the way up <laughs> from there. And it becomes apparent that this man is really lost, to quote my grandmama, his ever loving mind. <laughs> he asked the flight attendants to get that baby to be quiet. <laughs> what is the southwest hell, Jackson? I mean, well, I mean well, what they gonna do? How they gonna how they gonna accomplish that? Just like just put some tape
1: over its mouth and you know, or like there's literally nothing good. You
0: can't quiet a baby. I yeah. mean, that's the definition of being a baby, which is I get to do whatever the hell I want when I want.
1: Yeah, you and know? it's funny too because they flew over Florida and then all the, the the they flew into the spell of Florida and then chaos just erupts <laughs> in the plane. Some Stephen King novel type of mess right there. (laughs)
0: There is, it's something about Florida, okay? Even the baby was upset about (laughs) this. you know. And so the conclusion of all of this madness, the crew tried to calm the madman down, let the baby cry, because that's what babies do. And if babies are healthy, they're going to (laughs) cry. And how many of you been on the airplane, your ears popping and stuff, sometimes you won't want to cry because that hurts so bad. I know that has happened to me. And they eventually had to call authorities. But the plane was holding due to bad weather, as as was reported earlier. And they had that man having the temper tantrum removed off the plane as well they should. In this particular segment, I must say that Southwest did nothing wrong. The employees there, the flight attendants, they handled this situation as best they could. When you got a grown a man having a temper tantrum over a baby, he need to get his life. He really needs to reflect (laughs) on his life Thus far, I mean, I'm telling you, Jack, I would ban that fool from all flights. Cause I mean, if you're gonna do something as ridiculous as talk about <laughs> you paid and the baby's yelling, so I'm. Gonna pay <laughs>
1: <you>. <laughs> he he caught he caught the cry like you catch yawns. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? The baby was crying, so he started crying. That's all it was. But yeah, this dude is this dude is. Yeah, yeah, just just put your headphones on and, and relax.
0: Well, he the claimed he had on. his headphones on and that's what sent him over the top because <laughs> those couldn't do it. But you know what he really do, he needs to be checked out for yeah. his sake and the sake of others. The man need to have a psyche, psychiatric evaluation
2: because be he's a, a danger
0: idea. to himself and to all babies, do not. <laughs> not flying on a plane with this dude. All right, let's wrap our minds around why grown a man would have a temper tantrum about a baby crying. We know it ain't comfortable, but it's a baby for God's sake. Let's wrap our minds around that and we'll be right back after this. And welcome back to the show. Let me get to the live reads whenever you miss Unbossed. Now you know you can catch the video on demand. So make sure you go there. You can put in YouTube Unbossed Nina Turner you will find it right there, right there. Go ahead and do it or go ahead and scan that Q code. That's right there with the smartphone and just go ahead and lock it in. Now send this, spread the word to your friends and your frenemies. One of the best hours of their day can be had right here on Unbossed, or they can do video on demand, or they can listen via podcast wherever. And I mean wherever they get their podcast. And now we know that membership has its privileges. Why don't you go ahead and become a member of TYT? We need you in order for us to stay an independent media a resource, independent media source. We need you to become a member. You don't want to miss the Damage Report with John, Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Richie, Unbossed with yours truly. The Watch List with JR Jackson and The Young Turks with Jink and Anna. And plus you can get a members only bonus episodes. Do that thing, we need you. So go ahead, become a member. All right, we're going to our our comments. My favorite part of the show. We're gonna start off with our TYT members. See, because you members, we start off with you first. Vicky, hello, Vicky. There must be a goodbye dance for Carlson. Nina and Jackson get it. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, we're gonna have to figure something out.
0: <laughs>
1: we're gonna have to figure something out.
0: <laughs> we do get it, Vicky. And yeah, we're gonna have to figure something out on that. And uh shoot face. Why would Fox News fire the man that almost single handedly cost them over a half a billion dollars? How could they do that to their white supremacist fan base? (laughs) Woo, shoot face, no chill on you right there. I'm just asking questions. I hear you shoot face and them questions need to be (laughs) answered. And on Twitch, Green New Diller Dragon. Hey, Green New Diller Dragon. I think this might be the first time I'm reading the comments from you. I love that stage name of yours. Axon Jackson. Slim Fit Chacho. Oh,
2: you know?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. You you he, he been around for a minute. That's love right there. <laughs> I had <have> many nicknames.
2: <laughs> That's love
0: right there. All right. Oh, yeah. Start and park racing. I can't wait for the Netflix drama. <laughs> Easy, I hear you starting park racing me too. There's it's either Netflix or a Lifetime movie in their future. I can see it. And Mike boy for mayor, since when are you entitled to a comfortable flight? <laughs>
1: right.
0: It's open seated.
1: Right. He's not even in first class either. Like he acting like he paid. There is extra. no
0: first class on some. South-
1: Oh yeah, you right. It ain't right. no first class. You yeah, right. That's like what he Mike did Boy it.
0: saying, he said Mike Boy Famair said it's open seating. <laughs> right,
1: right. Yeah, nah. He yeah, he he acting like he on um, in one of them pods where he get to kick his feet up and have like full course meals delivered to him and stuff. Oh,
0: yeah. Mike Boy from <laughs> mayor you did that one. Since when are you entitled to comfortable flight is open seat? Go ahead on my boy, remind us that it's been a while since I ain't been back on Southwest since that debacle of of messing with people's holiday like that. But my boy got a point right there, Oh, we needed this levity today. Thank you so much. And then on YouTube super chat, E Johnson. Is he collecting an unemployment check now? (laughs) What do you mean, Tucker? I don't know which one you mean by that. Hell, they don't (laughs) need no.
1: Right, they they
0: good. (laughs) They, they, especially uh, T- Tucker. Now, uh, listen, Don Lemon ain't ain't, ain't 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 no shrinking violet on that either. But Tucker, he real good. And then dang Dragon. If the flight was bumpy, there's a high chance that the plane descended pretty quickly, causing headache. The baby doesn't know why. The baby is just hurting looking for comfort. You know what? That is a good point. Just, and and like I said, any of us who have ever flown, you know, sometimes on those planes your ears start to pop. And I mean, it could be really, really painful. And I often think about how babies and little children feel when that happens because I know as an adult, it could be excruciating that time. So all good points. That man was just a flat out fool. I mean, it was just outrageous. And I'm serious, when I say the dude needs some psychiatric help, I'm not just saying that. I really truly mean that. My advice to him, Seek help, two words, seek help. All right, thank you all for your comments. We really had a ball with those today. All right, we're going to a story that is not, nothing, absolutely nothing to laugh at. Instacart driver shot. At going to the wrong house, a homeowner shot the car of a teenage couple who drove to the incorrect address while delivering groceries for Instacart in South Florida. Here we go again, Jackson. All of this mayhem and foolish. Florida,
1: Florida, Florida. Florida, Florida. Saying. Is just, if it's not Florida, it'd be like, oh, that's kind of surprising.
0: Yeah, if it wasn't Florida, it'd probably be Texas. But we in Florida right now. <laughs> right. Uh, just the latest in the wrong place shooting across the nation this month. Thomas Wadeys Jr 19 and Diamond Hurley a Darville 18 were making a nocturnal delivery in the town of Southwest Ranches in Broward County. When they pulled into a property in the 6500 block of Southwest 100, 100- Here we go, southwest 178th Avenue, believing they had arrived at the right address and we see both of their photographs right there. After their Honda Civic stopped on Antonio Francesco's property next door to the target of the delivery. The son of Antonio came out at his father's behest to tell the pair in the car to stay off the property, according to the report. According to the pair, Antonio also got in his own truck and pulled up behind the couple blocking them in. This dude really wants some problems. The couple said that they tried to reverse out of the lot but struck a boulder instead. That's when they allege the guy Antonio approached them aggressively and began grabbing onto the driver driver's door window trying to get away. They said they heard three gunshots before fleeing from the area. He's like, who are you? And we're saying, we're we're Instacart. I had seen him pull out a gun and that's when I said, we gotta go, we gotta go. I was scared, I'm not going to lie. And that was Diamond Hartley Darville who made that statement saying we gotta go. They scared and I would be scared too. Now the homeowner told a different story, obviously. The 43 year old explained to investigators that he initially ran towards his son after he called for help. That's when <coughs> Cacavelli asserts he saw Antonio's his first name. He saw a driving erratically while running into logs, fence posts and eventually a boulder. Then the car moved in his direction, causing him to dive out of the way. Really, according to homeowner who alleges that weighty subsequently reversed the car and ran over his right foot, Uh, fearing for him and his son's life. Antonio told investigators he drew his Smith and Wesson handgun and fired several rounds towards the vehicle's tires to prevent more injury. They literally told you they were Instacart drivers genius. That's what they told you. Why couldn't you hear them out? Was it because you saw a black couple and just decided I will shoot first and ask questions maybe. It's just not right, even if you have a gun, I understand you're trying to protect your family, but you don't come outside shooting. We're telling you what we're here for. We're trying to leave and you're blocking us in. It could have just been on our way and they made it bigger than what it was. And again, that's Diamond talking. The neighbor that was expecting the order even confirmed, because you got to have stuff confirmed, especially when you're black, that he watched the two dive on or drive onto the property before driving erratically in an attempt to leave. So they were driving erratically because they were trying to leave. And how much did Antonio actually really fear for his life, Jackson? Inquiring minds want to know. Since he blocked the couple in, because in my mind, if you truly, truly, truly are fearing for your life, you're not gonna block the people in that you say you're fearing from your life from. But that's just me, Jackson. Your thoughts? Well,
1: um, you know, less fear and more just kind of taking advantage of what you see as an opportunity to use your weapons. Um, you know, there. I mean, because the amount of paranoia that you have to—not just paranoia, but kind of anxiousness, anxiety—you have to have to spring out and do something like this just because someone pulls in your driveway um, is beyond ridiculous. Um, and I think we talked about this last week, or maybe it was uh, when I was on with Jr. But. You know, a lot of this type of behavior comes from people living vicariously through television shows and social media that feeds them information that makes them feel like everyone's out to get them, or you never know. You know, there's nothing wrong with owning firearms for protection, but a lot of people become like obsessed with the idea of having firearms because something's coming, something's always on its way. Um, And so, you know, paranoia mixed with expectation. I mean, you know, and his story sounded ridiculous. Like, all of a sudden I just had to run and scoop. So I pulled my gun out like that's still not necessarily something you will pull your
0: gun out for. I mean, but Jack you wouldn't block somebody in either. Yeah. If you were fearing for your life like that part doesn't add up. And even him and his lie admitted that they were quote unquote driving erratically. Well, they were driving erratically because they were trying to get away from your crazy behind. And we know that Florida is one of those states that you you fear for your life. You can pull out your gun and
1: just shoot. And when and when and, and 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 just brown. arbitrarily say it. Yeah, just say, Oh, I was scared. But again, like even if it was like somebody just kind of hectically driving, that still wouldn't necessarily be something where you would first say you just get out of the way.
0: But how how he, how much right. hectic driving can you do in somebody's driveway unless they got a driveway that's 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 long as heck, <laughs> as long right. as the street. I mean, you really right. don't have a lot of space. And it's not to say that scams are not going on because there are scams going on. You know, my son sent me a video the other day. This man standing at the door posing as a delivery person. Put Jackson back up, please. You know, posing Jackson as a delivery person, and this person had a gun behind them. And the homeowner happened to see the gun because they had this, you know, they saw it. And plus the ring camera caught it and they had the foresight to push this person away and they jetted. So there is no doubt that there are people posing a danger from time to time. No doubt. I'm not going to be one of those to sit up here and say that it's not. But if you really fear for your life, you're not going to block the people in. And mm-hmm. just to decide, just because somebody without just even really figuring out the situation first, you know, we really are in a phase, especially in these stand your ground states, that they feel like they have, the well, they do. They got the legal right to shoot first and ask questions last. You know, I was just doing a canvas just yesterday, just yesterday for for a friend of mine I was running for mayor in Akron, Tara, Councilwoman Tara Mosley. And I'm telling you for the first time and I've been canvassing for a very long time for the first time in my life canvassing I was a little nervous about just you know walking up I made sure that the flyers were you know shown as I walked up to put flyers on people's porches but that shouldn't be the case because nobody should really be shooting first and asking questions Second, it just does not make sense. So you would think we wanna know now is the question is what happened? Were any charges uh, filed? Uh, Obviously the the couple reported this to the police. Obviously they did because their lives were put in danger. But this headline right here, Florida police declined to make an arrest after neighbor shoots at grocery delivery car. A man opened fire after feeling threatened by driver's actions. Police said and the driver was justified. And the and the driver was justified in an erratic escape. Each party appeared justified in their actions based on the circumstances they perceived. Now, this is what Detective <laughs> Patrick Decentio had to say. Both people actions were justified. This does make sense to me. Yeah. Now it wasn't clear if the detective concluded that shooting was justified both on based on Florida's controversial stand your ground law. Maybe that's what the detective was saying. The first in the nation which states that residents have no duty. I mean, this is an extreme Stand your ground law, that residents have no duty to retreat before using potentially deadly force to defend life, family and property. Now, detective asked if he wanted to prosecute and we agreed to do that. But he said since they didn't break any laws or do anything unlawful, they couldn't do anything because we were on their property. And you know what, that really is a shame. And thank God that this couple did not did not get killed because they could have gotten killed. You know, my grandmother talks a lot about common she talked a lot about common sense. And Jackson to me, the common sense here is not kicking in, but I I bet you that stand your ground law really ties the hands of the police probably.
1: Yeah, and I mean it was just a lazy approach to just be like, "Well, both of them are right." So, you know, I mean, what 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 if it was a robbery? You know, like it could have been. It wasn't, but I mean, you know, what if in another reality it was? You know, it's just basically a way for nothing to be done uh, about people getting shot. And again, living in an environment where it's so easy to be sucked into doomsday just conspiracies, you know, people are on edge. Like you know, yeah. like you pointed out, this wasn't. Oh, I was really scared more more than it was a. Oh, this is an opportunity for me to shoot somebody.
0: Yeah, he did. I mean, I listen to block somebody in tells me you're not scared. And now, now if he hadn't blocked people in, maybe the, the couple in, maybe I could have rolled with that just a little bit. But you blocked them in. Somebody just knocking on your door anyway. Lord have mercy on our souls. America, we got a problem. We really, really do. So let's let's talk a little bit more about this trend. Speaking of America, we have a problem. This this is a trend, and the incidence follows a streak of recent shootings in the United States in which victims erroneously enter properties belonging to gunmen. People want to claim self-defense, and that's and that there's no racism involved. Like we'll claim with like the claim with Ralph Yarbrough's a shooting. Take
2: a look at this. Hard turn to a sad and tragic story out of Kansas City where a young man, 16 years old, appeared to have gone to the wrong residence. The man inside, the 84 year old man inside, responded to the young man at his door with gunshots. This is a tragedy, but there is zero evidence that it is racist. Zero
0: evidence. It just so happens that, you know, black folks are getting shot at overwhelmingly, like disproportionately, but no, no, can't prove. Can't prove it. But let's put up this headline because I think a little proof is here now. Grandson of man who shot Ralph Yarrow says he was into racist conspiracy theories, QAnon level. Kent Ludwig said he was disgusted to learn that his 84 year old grandfather Andrew Lester shot Ralph Yarrow. So now the grandson who ought to know his grandfather pretty good, Jackson said, "Uh, hold on, not so fast. The man is, is being exposed on a regular basis to racist conspiracy theories, and racism could have, in fact been a factor
1: well, of course, that's not evidence either, because it's not what you know their their audience, Fox News audience or any of those uh, outlets. It's not what they want to hear. You know what I mean? like and and too, truthfully, it's really completely pointless and does nothing to be like, yeah, it's a tragedy, but there's no racism involved. Like, well, what we, you know, what's the issue without that, guns, people having access to them who shouldn't. It wasn't just his grandson who talked about his history, but also his ex-wife who talked about how she was always scared with him and how he just had guns all over the place.
0: That's right. Um,
1: yet nothing really is done about maybe we should not let people like this have weapons. So again, like it really is just a way to draw focus away from the issue of the guns to be like, yeah, this is bad, but uh, it's not racism. So let's talk about how this isn't racism. Now we don't have to discuss the issue, which is people having guns who shouldn't have them.
0: And just the absolute love affair with these guns. We've talked about this quite a few times on the show. We will continue talking about this, just the obsession with the second amendment and acting as though it is more absolute than any other amendment to the constitution. And it is absolutely, it is not America. We do have a problem. We really, really do. In Chicago pastors decide to take to the streets and it was good to see the faith based community come out to change the energy from the teen lace chaos that occurred in Chicago last week. And more importantly for my mind, my heart, it was so I was so happy to see black men standing up and taking the lead in this. The Chicago Times this week, hundreds gathered in the loop to march in response to last weekend's downtown unrest. Chicago refuses to develop its greatest natural resource, our children, said senior pastor Charles Dates. And there you see the pastors, the black men taking the lead. And then you see hundreds of people standing up taken to the streets in Chicago to spread a little positivity there. Now here are some details on this important march. Chicago city leaders are working to prevent a repeat of last weekend's chaos in the loop. That includes a bigger police presence, barricades and curfew for teenagers. Meanwhile, pastors from the south and west sides have organized a walk. They are hoping to paint a much different picture of young people downtown. And that is really, as I said, a really good thing to see black men in particular, stand up and take to the streets. Now downtown Alderman Brian Hopkins weighed in on what happened last weekend in downtown Chicago and this is what the Alderman had to say. The solutions involve both the carrot and a stick. The carrot is to engage in youth programming and diversion programs and to try to get them involved in positive things. And the stick has to be you're under arrest if you break the law. And I'm not talking about just simple curfew violations. We're talking about armed robbery, gun violence, attacking bus drivers, damaging property, looting drug stores, all of those things. We can't allow that to happen. And the only way to stop it is to take people into custody when they engage in that behavior. And again, that those comments are coming from Alderman Brian Hopkins as he reported to the local news. And I do understand exactly what the Alderman is saying when he talks about when the situations are extreme, when this is just not a curfew violation and people get hurt and get roughed up and things get stolen. Okay, now they gotta be some consequences for that kind of behavior. And the pastors on the other hand had a little different take, they coming at it. And I think both takes can be taken into consideration. And what I really do like about what the Alderman said Jackson, cuz he didn't just say arrest, arrest, arrest. He said carrot and a stick. And it really is rare to have an elected official, especially when something like that happens to talk about both the carrot and the stick and I think both are necessary. But the pastors in their closing summation of all of this, they said the following, we wanted to come together as churches and as pastors and as people of goodwill, not to demonstrate against them but to say, we as a church or as churches are here for you. We're going to have organizations that are walking with us that are going to have flyers for people who are looking for jobs, foundations that we can work with, people that are hiring you for the summer. We wanna be a beacon of light in our city, but also for our young people who are trying to find a way. And that's Pastor Watson Jones, the third of Salem Baptist Church of Chicago. Your thoughts about this, Jackson?
1: Um, you know, it's always good. Um, and especially now, you know, like I'm 31, old enough to really kind of understand like my father, uh, 72, he came up in an era where uh, black people really put in a lot of effort to come together um, and be more than, you know, just kind of entertainment. And then to kind of see that completely switch, white flight, inner cities really being deteriorated, jobs moving to the suburbs, and then kind of the image of black people really just being pushed as like gangsters, thugs, and everything superficial in reference of opulence to white capitalism. So really, the only way to make a difference to that is for elders or anybody really who's been there done that in some type of way to come together for leadership because we can't always count on the government to step in. It always takes people within communities to actually give back. Whether that be through tutoring, whether that be through just being there to listen to people, whether that be through helping kids reach goals in whatever ways that may be. But obviously, in addition, You know, it's very important to enhance the opportunities and just the overall quality of living within these areas, which is what drives crime in these types of circumstances, regardless. So there's just a lot of complexity to it, but it, it, you know, the first step is to give a damn.
0: There it is. That is the first step. And it is a both and. I mean, I'm feeling, I'm vibing with what the alderman had to say and the pastors. Both are correct. But when you have people knocking people over the head, stealing their stuff, you know, because I grew up poor too, and I never had an inclination to knock anybody over the head. So at some point, we got we got to deal with all of those things too. I like the carrot and the stick idea, but people have to be able to feel safe and nobody has a right, as we know. You don't have a right to knock somebody up upside the head and rob them and do that kind of stuff or destroy their property. I know some people say it's just property, but as a dear, dear friend of mine reminded me, a lot of people put a lot into creating what they have. And when you think about mom and pop shops in particular, you know, people put in that kind of sweat equity and they working all day, all day long to create what they what they have. And then you take from the community too if you destroy. So it is not just property as some people want to say, Oh, it's just property, let people get away with it. No, it's not just property, they shouldn't get away with that. And when you elevate it to a certain level where you're getting physical with people, then you got, we gotta have a different conversation, Jackson. I'm one of those, we need the family barbecue. We, we really do have to have both of these conversations in our community. But the pastors are right for what they did, what the alderman had to say about the situation is right too. More than one thing can be true all at one time. So good on you Chicago pastors and I hope you stay out there. We need strong black male presence, the strong presence of black men in particular. Not saying nobody else can't go out there and be out there. But our communities really, really do need our stellar black men to be out there and show and force your presence because it does make a difference in communities. And I am a black woman saying we need our black men and I ain't ashamed to say it. We need you so very much. Oh, We moving from the black male presence to real women in politics. I can't decide whether to laugh to cringe or both with this new campaign launched by Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who has nothing else to do but to participate, but to put out this kind of stuff, take a look.
2: America presents Real Women of Politics. Real women of politics. Today we salute all the real woman leaders of this great country. Doing real things. Real women work too hard for this. Some big companies can't tell the difference between real and fake anymore. Real people know the difference. That's why we're introducing the Real Women of Politics Koozie. Real women of politics. Now, you can salute the real women of politics at every backyard barbecue and tailgate. And if it covers up the label of a big, woke company, well, that works too. Real women of politics. Order your real women of politics koozie today.
0: Oh Lord, have <laughs> mercy. Okay, Jackson, I got some go papers. You got <laughs> I'm to. I'm telling you. I, I thought get- some, but it's too heavy. <laughs> you
1: know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I asked the team. I did. I said, is this a spoof? Yeah, that's what
1: that's what it seemed like. It seemed like they tried to make it bad. Like they like they're like trying to make fun of themselves or something. You know what I'm saying? And what came to my mind, because I hadn't seen it until earlier, but it was just like, yo, Sarah Huckabee like is one of those people who sucks at everything, yet she's still where she is.
0: You and, know what I'm saying? Can can fail up. You know, yeah. I often talk on the show about men who <laughs> fell up. This is a woman that fell yeah. up. Yeah,
1: like and it's so obvious. Like she's not like she's. She, I mean, from what I've seen from her, I've never really seen her do or say anything that really stood out as
0: compelling or like, oh, she she really earned her spot. You
2: know
0: what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. It's her daddy. Yeah, you know, yeah. is she daddy's little girl? So she gets to be governor of Arkansas. Now, Jackson, you know what? There are poor people in Arkansas. The last time I checked, there's some things that need to be figured out. Workers, businesses could probably use. But this is what this chick does. Don't forget, she took the word Latinx off of off of off of a government. Uh, paperwork, state paperwork. I mean, that was one big thing that she decided that she was going to do. And now this real, I'm telling you, I just came with this lady. Arkansas, y'all deserve so much better, I swear you do. And like I said, I thought this was a spoof, I asked, I'm asked, like, is this real or not? But yeah, but it's actually just one big grift. cuz you see she's selling stuff. Let's put yeah. up this to prove it's real. <laughs> the video was posted on her Twitter account. I don't know. Now we got to question some of that too. But Sarah (laughs) Huckabee Sanders, real women don't have to fake it. That is it. 1.3 million views and counting on this stuff right here. And the campaign obviously was meant to be an attack. Let's be honest here. This was an attack on transgender women, no doubt about it, with an insult to them as not being real women. This is what this chick. This is this is what this chick got time to do. Messing with other folks. This yeah, the campaign mocking and, and selling. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was
1: just I was just saying pandering and grifting, like you pointed out. That's all it is. Nothing that's
0: more. That's all it is. And and this right here, the campaign mocked a recent decision by Bud Light to partner with an online influencer that is trans. It was an attempt to sell beer koozies with the money benefiting Huckabee Sanders' campaign committee. The campaign slogan is "Where she lost people, however." That's what I'm saying, man, why are you messing with transgender women? Why are you doing that? Like find something else to do, lady. And all she's doing is stoking hatred, Jackson. That's yeah. that's what burns my behind. That you. There is no need to stoke this kind of hatred. But this is what this chick is doing. And while she intended for the comments to be about gender, many women mocked it. Because it references the infamous adage about women faking orgasms. That's one of the things <laughs> I thought about when I first saw it. When I first saw this, this, this garbage, right? One person also commented that in this all American video, the people are saluting wrong on top of that, get your damn salutes right. Why are they <laughs> saluting incorrect? Incorrectly seems un-American, and then somebody else. I've never served, but even I know a British salute. When I see one, can't even get can't even get the Griff right.
1: She put this commercial together on some finger painting arts and crafts billboard like there board type thing. She was just slapping her hand with paint, and they were like, "All right, we're gonna do this," and then they just they just threw that commercial together. That, that's what they do.
0: But you know what <laughs> real women don't do, Sarah, Huckabee, Chick. They don't try to take women's rights away or endorse the harmful children that are the harm of children who have to work. That's what real women don't do. Let's put up this headline right here team, let them all see it. Arkansas is rolling back child labor protections. Chick, Now, real women (laughs) don't roll back child labor rights. Real women don't do that. (laughs) They just do not do that. Jackson, I, I can't with this chick. We gotta. I mean, you know, I, I guess the
1: sentiment is we gotta we gotta teach kids how to be adults sooner. You know what I'm saying? Like we gotta show them what's up with the real world. I, I guess you know, teach them how to. Rise up from the, you know, be the cream of the crop type of deal. I, I guess
0: you know. I mean, we went through a whole <laughs> situation in this country where there were no child labor laws in the United States of America, and children were taken advantage of. They had to work in mines. And don't let me go back to child slavery. And even the good old days, that, right? right? Right. And yeah. even after, always have exploited black children. Always have exploited black children. From the time of chattel slavery and even after the 13th 14th and 15th amendments to the constitution asterisk on the 13th amendment but debt peonage all that kind of stuff and black children were never respected and treated like children always right and now you know we we we're at a point in this country where we have child labor laws and you got chicks like this who claim to be a real woman, but don't give a damn whether or not children are exploited. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, okay, take it from me, TNT, be Nina Turner. I am saying to you, chick, you are not, you're not a real woman. Real women don't comport themselves like that. Since you get to be the judge on who real women are and are not. Let me just tell you some real women would not exploit children, they wouldn't. And, and baby, let's, hey, anytime, come on, unboss. Let's have this debate, real real woman to real woman, let's let's do the debate. That's our time, I'm leaving out hot today, y'all. <laughs> Thanks you, <laughs> Action Jackson for joining us on today's show. Cannot wait to have you back if it's Monday, it's Action Jackson Monday. And to each and every one of you, thank you for joining us today. You know what I want you to do about this time? I want you to keep the faith always, always, but more importantly, keep the fight until next time. I hope I'm back tomorrow, I hope they don't tuck
2: across on me. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Unbossed. If you like the show, then you'll enjoy our other podcasts on TYT Network like The Damage Report with John Iderola, Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and The Young Turks. Make sure to listen and follow and if you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating.